The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, 10 habits of wellness that will enable you to live out your unique purpose. Well, when we keep saying, I'm weak, I'm just the way that I am, this is my genetics, well, here's what science is proving today. Epigenetics says your genes are not static. Your genes have an off and on switch. Your genes, and this is what I love about it because it all comes back to the scriptures, choice matters. joining us on Life Today. I'm Betty and this is James and we have one of our dearest, closest friends with us today that's going to talk to you about wellness and feeling good at no matter what age. <laughs> I like to look over at the monitor and look at my beautiful wife. <laughs> I just think she's just amazing. By the way, Betty and I have experienced such, let's say, transforming, the transforming work of love in our, our life when it, when it comes to, to wellness. And, uh, you know, we, we've been married 56 years. And uh, I, I don't know why people want to reach a point where they, quote, retire or they can. Because, see, we're here for kingdom purpose. And I said, Lord, I want to get your arms around the whole world. I want to see the church become so healthy that we look like the body of Christ and we reveal Christ and his love to the world. Well, our guest, Michael Ellison and his wife, Susan, and he wrote this book, 10 Habits of Wellness, and it's for purpose-led living. And we are here, if we're Christians, on kingdom purpose for His glory and to bless everybody God loves. Well, this couple love people because they love God. and They're the ones who inspired us to go to the mission field above all others who inspired us. And what a blessing. But they, they changed our lives because their life was changed. Well, Michael is here, and he wrote this book, The Ten Habits of Wellness. I'm going to, when I introduce him in a moment, I'm going to hit the 10 chapters real quick that deal with those. But I want you to welcome our best friend, Michael Ellison. Michael, we love you and Susan more than we ever put in words. Thank you. Thank you for your friendship. Let, let me just get this real quick because we're going <laughs> to talk about this book. Let, let, here, are the, here are the wellness habits. It's something that you put in practice. It becomes a routine in your life. You can have a bad habit or good habits. These are good habits that can change your life and lead to wellness. Sleep peacefully. He's learned to do that. He sleeps on the floor. I mean, it's amazing. Sleep on the floor. I said, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. He just goes to sleep on the floor. He lay down on the table and go to sleep. It's a miracle. Okay? Sleep peacefully. It's important. James, can I interrupt right there? Yeah. Sleep, you are my friend. I invite you into my life to heal and restore. Thank you, God, for sending sleep into my life. James, I became in two weeks after that prayer, every night, a seven-hour-a-night sleeper. <laughs> That's a miracle, buddy. It is. It is a miracle. <laughs> breathe deeply. You have to breathe. You all showed us how to breathe deeply when we came out to learn. It's important to do that. Let me go on to the next one. Drink pure water. Betty, how important is drink water? Very much so. Carry a big jug around to remind you of it. Yep. Eat nutritiously. 
Boy, have we learned that. We tried to pass it on. We talked to you about certain diets that help. And we're talking about eating right, living right. We're not talking about crash diets, mm -hmm. trying to burn off the weight so then you can go get it back on real quick and then burn it off again. Most of us have lost several thousand pounds during our life <laughs> with all of that. Now, not, not 10 pounds, thousands of pounds, all right? Goes, stop the nonsense. Enjoy activity. Betty and Joy, 11 grandchildren, already four great-grandkids. We'll probably have 20 pretty soon. We got a huge, we love them. Mm -hmm. Okay, by the way, great-grandparents don't get to have as much time as grandparents. <laughs> the grandparents have the little ones, not the great-grandparents. And by the way, as you get older, they and do take a lot out of you. You may have a lot of energy, Michael, but it does, it does flat drain you. <laughs> Give and receive love. Be forgiving. Well, let's touch on that here in a moment. Because if you're not, not only your prayers not answered, you don't get through, but boy, you're in trouble. You have really jammed your health. Practice gratitude. Live grateful. One of the chief characteristics that Paul pointed out in the last days that we'll be ungrateful. Yes. Boy, there's a lot of that. Develop acceptance, develop a relationship, a personal relationship with God. Take off on some of this, Michael, because I know you want every viewer in the world to have wellness so they can fulfill purposeful living. Yeah, again, I would like to, uh, for those who weren't on the program yesterday, watching the program yesterday, let's define wellness is to have the vitality and the energy to do the things that you love and purpose to do. It's not the absence of disease. I'm not talking about the absence of the disease or management of disease. This is wellness, the energy and vitality to do the things you love and purpose to do, like what you and, and Betty are doing, right? I mean, your lives are filled with great purpose, and it's all over the world. And um, it's just exciting to see how much God is using you throughout the world. Then it's to daily have those positive emotions of love and forgiveness and gratitude and acceptance mm -hmm. and develop a relationship with God and know his purpose for your life. That's the wellness I'm talking about. Okay, we, we hear a lot about health care and we hear a lot in regard... And I understand we have a medical clinic, okay? It's a medical clinic, and we have all, in fact, I'm very fortunate to is have. It in Scottsdale, an area in Scottsdale, of Arizona. Arizona and what is medical, it called? What's the name? It's Trivita Clinic of Integrative Medicine, and the medical uh, director there happens to be a Johns Hopkins uh, trained physician, residency also at Johns Hopkins. You work and closely with Mayo Clinic in learning and studies and trying to learn together. We do, and I, I just know that there's a whole nother dimension of wellness. Like on the clinic wall, and it's a beautiful wall, we have this question, why are you here? Well, when people walk into the clinic and they see that if they're coming with pain or disease issues or whatever those issues may be, some people are, you know, they may get offended. But once they connect their wellness to their purpose, it is amazing the difference that there is in the wellness outcomes, connecting purpose to wellness. So if people wanted to know where that clinic is, or information on Trivita. What's the best website for people to go, or is there more than they, one? If they say, look, okay, I'd like to know. I, I believe you're sincere, or James and Betty wouldn't be saying the nice things they're saying about you. You obviously have a 30-year-plus relationship. Wh where would they go to see? What, so if, they, uh, if they're see? interested in, in like, uh, nutrients, mm -hmm. targeted nutrition, okay, they could go to trivita.com. T-R-I-V-I-T-A. Okay. Okay, trivita.com. On the clinic side of it, it's trivitaclinic.com. 
and that'll take them to the clinic of integrative medicine and we you know, most all insurances, Medicare, okay, they're at the clinic. But they could go as as insurance. there to the place and try to go through the clinic and learn how they can take better care of themselves. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the, the essentials that we talk about, when I talk about wellness essentials and the habits of it, it's about optimizing and it's about living in thriving in wellness, not just managing disease or the absence of disease. I'll make that point because it's really important for us to believe that there's a whole new way of living okay, our lives and God desires for us to live with wellness. I really believe that. I, I believe, and you go in the Old Testament, this promise was, and none of these diseases will come upon you. Mm -hmm. In the New Testament, by his stripes we are healed. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that God expects us to just manage disease and we have a mindset of managing disease. There's another way, but it is by embracing those things that create wellness. And God talked so much about nutrition and practices and even cleanliness and, and all of those things. So it all fits together. And you don't just go out and, and just pig out and then expect God's going to make me well. He also talks about not being gluttonous, not having compulsive appetites, but being moderate and not overbearing, overdoing things. So he's really giving us insight and you break it down to where you see just natural habits that can be developed that lead to wellness and you give so much insight. We don't exaggerate when we say it totally changed our lives. We, we're here at 75, healthy and ready to go. You know, I'm still thinking in terms of your, one of our friends that helped us who works with you is Dr. Scott Conard. He yes. said, you know, you can live to be 100 and you can live well to be 100. You don't have to be thinking, well, I'm gonna die at X and X because we've proven it's, it's a fact that you can live healthily longer and be happy because you're healthy. Yes, we, we believe that. At any age, at any stage, you can live with greater wellness. That is our firm belief that you can live that way. You, you, you said, okay, let's go over a couple of them, you know, that are in there, these, these essentials. Let's talk about nutrition. One of the biggest lies that's ever been told to the American public or to the Western society is to eat a high carb, low fat diet. The food industry jumped all over that. And what did they do? They gave us processed carbohydrates. Processed carbohydrates are one of the worst things that have happened to generations, okay, under that lie since 1950. Today, what do we have? We are ranked 35th, the United States, with all the billions that we put into healthcare, with all the brilliant doctors that we have, with all the science, we are 35th in the world as far as in our state of health. 35th down from the top. 35th down from the top. Well, how could we be 35th? because we are caught up in the management of disease, not in the optimizing of our wellness. When we do that, and then again, I wanna come back to, this is what happened to me. My life changed when I said, you are his temple. I am going to learn to nurture. I am going to learn to nourish. See, that's a mindset. When we say that over and over, here's, here's what neuroscience is doing today. It is validating the very scriptures that says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Mm -hmm. What you repeat in your brain over and over is what your brain will actually grow neurons to accept 
and to hold that as the belief. Whether it's right or whether it's wrong, whether it's truthful or not truthful, the brain doesn't go there. It just says, this is what you keep saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, when we keep saying, I'm weak, I'm just the way that I am, this is my genetics. Well, here's what science is proving today. Epigenetics says your genes are not static. Your genes have an off and on switch. Your genes, and this is what I love about it because it all comes back to the scriptures, choice matters. Yes. Mm -hmm. When you choose, you either trigger the gene off and on, okay, based on the choices that you make. And what you tell your brain over and over is what your brain is going to bring into your life in belief, in an attitude, in a feeling, into a behavior, and into a reward. Mm -hmm. Come back to the choice. Mm -hmm. It's not about weakness. Mm -hmm. I am your temple. Mm -hmm. I'm here to glorify God. I'm going to say that over and over. Because out of that, my belief is going to accept that. The choices we start making then is totally different. And I, I believe the book, if people will do that right now, I just invite the audience, I mean, right where you're at, just, just pinch yourself and say, I am his temple. I am here to glorify God. I am going to do the things that nurture and nourish this temple. You say that over and over, your belief will change, your attitude will change, your feelings will change, your choices will change. That's right. And it's just like the choice we made when we came to know the Lord. We said, Jesus, I give my life to you. Take it and use me as you want to use me. You give me purpose and I will follow that purpose you have in my life. And we can't do that completely if we don't feel good. You know, the thing I like about your book, Mike, is it's not too late for anybody. You can start with these simple day-by-day yes. uh, -day habits that you can start to build into your life. And you have to have intention to do it. You have to make the choice to do it. I mean, get up and in here he tells you how to take deep breaths. It will become natural with you. And you can't even imagine all the toxins and stuff you get out of your body when you do that. Or, or take a nice walk. Doesn't have to be very far. Keep moving. It helps you to feel good. Even when you don't feel like doing it, just even around the house, move around. Keep your body going because your body's there to help you. God created all the healing factors that we need. He put them in us if we will just take advantage of it. And then when you look at your diet of eating, I mean, that's what's helped me so much, Michael. Yes. I feel better for the way I eat now because I'm taking responsibility that I want to feel good the rest of the days of my life. I don't particularly want to die of, of any disease. I want to die when it's God says, come on, I want you to come see me. And that's all that happens. And he's just ready to bring me closer to him and to see all my loved ones again. But I want my purpose to be fulfilled in, in, in me that God has for my life. But I can't do that if I don't feel good. Because I know there's days I get up and I think, oh, I don't think I'll work out today. I don't think I'll, I'll just eat some junk food. I don't feel too good. Boy, when I do that, I pay for it in the way I feel. I just get real sluggish. But if I'll stay on track and say, God, help me do this today, even if it's minimal, it makes the difference. Well, you you see, don't you like the way Betty expresses what's going on? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. 
You know, what, what, what we learned and what you all really helped us see in the, the doctors you talk about, you know, Betty and I, we've tried all the diets. I said earlier, you know, you had probably lost several thousand pounds in your <laughs> lifetime because you gained it back. But the deal is we learned to eat. And it's been beautiful to watch the effect it's had on you. And, Michael, I just want to say thank you. And you've told us that you want us to give this to everyone that will help us with our mission feeding, which you've been supporting for 30 years, and you and your wife, Susan, major inspiration for us to even go and look at the mission fields. Well, after you supported us, and I don't mind telling you, Michael has been one of the greatest supporters of our ministry, not only in prayer and friendship and giving insight to how we can effectively reach people for Christ, but also financially, they've supported us. Their company supports us. He encourages everybody he sees, support life outreach. And we thank you for that. Well, you actually did something a few years ago. Would you like to just share that, what oh, you I did would, James. related to the mission fields? Because we have uh, been big supporters uh, of the mission feeding and the crisis outreach okay, that um, your ministry has done all over the world. And we've, we've given substantially, but we're also good stewards. And so Susan and I, we got inspired and we said, you know, let's, let's take our own money, let's take our own time, and let's go to the mission field and let's see where life outreach, okay, and our donations have gone. We've seen the videos, okay, <laughs> just like they're going to see the video, you know, on the, sh on, on the program. Okay, you bring these videos, okay? Those are real life videos. Well, we went there and it was awesome because we had a chance to now see the results, James and Betty, of your life. We'd hear your stories. We admired you for going there and the hardships and the challenges and the difficulties. I mean, I mean they're, they're immense related to it. <clears throat> Where the... You remember in Mozambique, the crisis, the civil war, this is like about 30 years ago, right? Dying by the millions. When we see crisis and we see how devastating that can be, that's not the end of the story. The story is when there's hope and when there's help and when there's faith and when there's love, okay, there is also a destiny that goes way beyond what we can That's imagine. Right. We saw those people. And here's the cool thing that we got to do. So we went over there and it's like, okay, wow, are we ever glad we've put in thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands because lives are being changed. Schools all over have feeding programs. They have the water. Kids are coming there and staying in school. We went there with two soccer balls. It was like, well, here's our gift that we can do for showing appreciation to the, to, the, to the school. And when we put those two soccer balls down with 300 kids, those kids, they just ran all over <laughs> everywhere. They didn't have a soccer field. Yeah. They just kicked it everywhere. It was thrilling to see the joy and the beauty, which, you know, from the homes that they came from was very rural, very, very impoverished, but yet to see the feeding programs love. that was going on. James and Betty, I want to give the book because it will create wellness. But I want them to give to yeah. your ministry and to see wellness happen in those areas. It's amazing. And let me tell you what Michael did. He went and found all 700 schools that once the kids got healthy, we said, okay, now we're going to feed at school, keep them in school. Would you do that too? That's all part of it. And you went and gave soccer balls to every one of the schools and has built the first soccer field 
in Mozambique. It's almost completed and they're thrilled. Don't you just love to hear a testimony like this? It is absolutely, thank you, Michael. And thank God for the missionaries, but you are the ones, you the viewers, the missionaries, like Peter Pretorius said up until the moment he died. Now his son Esau is saying it. You're the ones that make it happen. You're the greatest Christians on the planet. Now here's what I want you to do. Michael wants to say thanks. Any one of you that'll just reach out and touch him with love along with the other gifts we have. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look in through the eyes of Jesus right now and say, okay, we want to be the miracle for these children in these situations. Watch closely because you're going to be part of a miracle of love. Because of circumstances beyond their control, families in South Sudan have been forced from their homes with no certainty of what lies ahead. Vast numbers of families are fleeing to camps in Uganda in search of food. Isak Pretorius tells of the tragedy that struck these children on their dangerous journey. See, these four children had to flee their village. They lost their parents in the process. Out in the bush on their own, they trekked for days and days through the bush. Treacherous conditions here. No food, nothing. And they've got to start to try and find that will that will to go from survival to living again. But the truth is that without us, they have no hope. The food crisis is reaching epic proportions in these camps with more families arriving every day. The question now is, how will everyone survive and begin a new life? Without us joining our hands and our hearts and extending them in God's name to these children, they stand no hope. They have no chance. So I'm asking you from the bottom of a broken heart, on behalf of broken, broken lives, that you would truly give the gift of life, the gift of love, the gift of a second chance to these children. Boy, Betty, you almost want to just take that little one you just saw there, and you really want to, Betty, I just want to talk, I want you to really pray for me that everybody really listen, listen to me here. You've heard an incredible testimony of love. The guests that uh, you've heard have been, you know, really making an impact because of love. What the missionaries are doing, what you just saw right there is very reminiscent of what Peter Pretorius first found in Mozambique. When 10 people died while he was just there visiting the camp, he went to get an older man a drink of water and came back with the water, the man died why they went to get him a drink. Well, millions of lives have been saved. When we tell you, we know that 13 to 14 million people's lives were saved in those feeding programs. Right now, the stage is set. In the crisis that's in South Sudan, we have an additional request that's come to us. In addition to the 400,000 children that we already have found and located and organized and pulling together, Tell them that we believe you will provide the food. The missionaries are telling them that, believe that. But it really depends on you. But the crisis there that's happening in South Sudan, UNICEF, the United Nations, USAID, governments, have said your missionaries and your relief workers have the greatest love, courage, and compassion. We know you will get it to the people. We will actually give foods for you to take to those people if you can just get it there. The missionaries computed the cost of that. It's an additional $270,000 above what it's going to take to feed the 400000 
I don't hesitate to ask you to pray about that. I can believe with all my heart that there are 270 people, you'll say I'm one, who'll give $1,000, but we need that. That's in addition. See, when they bring us this crisis, just like the crisis that happened weeks back with a cyclone, a hurricane that just practically wiped out Mozambique. Well, that just elevated the crisis situation where they've had to organize some other areas. We say, how do you tell people that? Because it's the truth. And because you've said, tell us the truth and we're going to love those people and we're going to help. Would you please, would you right now prayerfully go and get your bank card and come back and dial that number or go online and say, here's my gift. Use that bank card like a check. If you could give $1,000, please do it. We can feed 100 children for the next several months. $100 we can feed 10, 50 we can feed 5, 30 we can feed 3. There is no small gift. Those three children, that's huge. So whatever you can do, please, don't wait to see if somebody else will do it. Pray they'll do it. Pray everybody watching will do it, but would you right now do your part, please? We have some gifts to send to you. Michael Ellison says, I want you to send everyone who will just touch others. I want you to send them the 10 habits of wellness. It could change your life. What they taught us changed me and Betty in a very positive way. Would you right now, please, get that card and make the gift? Thank you so much for doing it. If you were to get a busy, you'd be determined, I'm getting through. This is a lifeline for somebody I'm getting through. Thank you for doing it. Thank you so much. In impoverished and drought-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great, and without food, they face severe malnutrition, even death. With previous reserves gone and mission feeding helping in areas of great famine, we urgently need your support to replenish food supplies to reach the 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or ten children for three full months. Please consider an extra gift to help ease the suffering of innocent families who, due to tribal warfare, have had to flee their homes in South Sudan to neighboring Uganda in desperate search of food. World Food Representatives have asked for our immediate assistance. That's why an additional $270,000 is urgently needed to help provide food to those who are starving. With your gift, we'll send you the James Code by O.S. Hawkins. You'll also enjoy this beautifully crafted leather bookmark. With your gift of $100 or more, request the Passion Translation Bible. This edition ignites the passion of the Bible to modern readers by merging the passion of God's heart with the life-changing truth of His Word. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request our commemorative bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Well, Betty and I, from the bottom of our heart, in behalf of everybody, you touch with God's love. And you become a source of life. Thank you. And we say thank you to Michael Ellison, his wife, his company, uh, Trivita, the Wellness Center, everything they've done that changed our life in so many ways. Ten Habits of Wellness. It's, it's, it's a simple study. and actually has a way for you then to just kind of begin to take notes and develop the habits. It's, it's, it's knowing, Michael, this, this was a labor of love. Love for God and love for his neighbor, for you. So we're glad to send it to you along with the other gifts we mentioned. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Michael Ellison? Thank you, Michael. Thanks thank to you, Sue. Thank you, your family, your company. And thank you from the bottom of our heart for sharing the love of God. Thank you.
Tomorrow, from Good Morning America, The Morning Show with Regis Philbin, and The Today Show, Kathy Lee Gifford shares her journey to a deeper understanding of God's Word. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.